Oh, thanks, babe. Cheers, ladies, to an amazing episode. Our first time recording together. One of many. Yes. Clink, clink. Cheers. Oh, <laughs> uh, right, you so mentioned it, Lena. I mixed triple sec with uh, sparkling water. <laughs> that's bougie. But um, so basically, like, At the end of each week, I will sit and contemplate, what did I think about this week? What insights am I having in my marriage? What grabbed my attention in pop culture? What new mommy moments did I experience? Whatever makes my highlight real at the end of the week is gonna be a part of the discussion. Join me, let's talk about it. What's good, what's popping, what's cracking everybody? You are tuned into another episode of What Did I Think About This Week? I am your host, Janine, and it's always so lovely when we have a chance to get back together. A um, couple quick shout outs. Shout out to my family at OTS. If you have not already, make sure to go to OTSguys.com. Check out all of our super dope podcasts. We have stuff about wrestling. We have sports. We have what I think about this week. We have fashion. We have a little bit of everything for everybody. So make sure you go and subscribe to all of our super awesome podcasts. Um, also, shout out to Six Families Radio, live 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, streaming some dope music, some dope content. So make sure that y'all subscribe and follow and support. Now, this week, I am so excited to be joined by two lovely ladies that I am super, super close with. They see me or they hear me at my rawest and purest form pretty much every day. <laughs> um, they are What Did I Think About This Week versions. Um, everybody welcome Miss Demisa, aka Dim or Dime, and Arlene. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you, ladies, so much for being on the show. Um, Thanks for having us. Of course. I feel like we should have been did this, but you know, whatever. Never too late. Um, these ladies are my girls from Florida. So I don't see them. We just talk every single day. So I feel like <laughs> we hang out every day, but not necessarily. Yeah, it's been like yes. four and a half years since yeah. like we met. Has well, it been not that long? Group chat. Not, not since we started the group chat, but since like I started working. I mean, Janine started around the same time. Yeah. And I think you were already there, Eileen. And then the group chat started, what, like a year later or something mm -hmm. like that? What was the yeah. group chat called again? Like, Messy Kids or? Oh, yeah. Something like that. And we got to know. But that shit was dead uh, super quick. <laughs> and then there were three. But, um, and then there were three. And then there were three. I'm, I'm well, remember when I was trying to let you in the group chat and Arlene's like talking shit and she's like, oh, I don't know. And then she let her in. <laughs> like, yeah, I was a bully. Yeah. I was like, Janine, who is this? <laughs> who the hell is this? Well, aren't you glad that um, I was accepted into the group? I am. <laughs> it's a pleasure being your friend. Long, we're like in a long distance friendship. We're in a long distance relationship for sure. I'm so sick mm -hmm. of being photoshopped in pictures. It's ridiculous. So we got to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, guys, we're ladies, gents, everybody who's listening in. Uh, we have a very special show for you today. But before we get into what did I think about this week, a quick word from our sponsors. Hey guys, how you doing? Your boy Dwayne here, and I got a question for you. Let me ask you this. Are you tired of your information having the same old boring opinions mixed with little facts? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. So let me ask you this. Do you like 
factual information with a sprinkle of opinions on top? Yeah. Are you into gaming, music, sports, film, TV, fashion, and media? Yeah, I'm in there. Well, come on over and join us on the sidelines. Check us out at OTSGuys.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OTSGuys. Now, put me in, coach. I'm going in. All right, so this week um, we want to start by a um, RIP to Congressman and civil rights activist John Lewis. Uh, he passed away at 80 after battling um, advanced stage pancreatic cancer. Um, our OGs are dying, man, and it's sad. Um, but I think that it's just a reminder that we need to pick up the baton and carry on what they were doing. Um, and I feel like we've been seeing more of that with our generation, which I'm happy about. Like, uh, um, there's definitely a lot of ignorance, but I do see equal amounts of positivity and fighting for equality, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, because usually the younger generation, we're known as like the generation that doesn't care about politics or about civil rights. But I feel like this year and last year have been like, a major turning point for us as young people, like with all the protests going on and everything like that. So it's good to see that change. 100% for sure. So RIP to John Lewis. Um, another RIP to actress Naya Rivera. Um, super sad story. Um, basically her and her son rented a boat out on Lake Kairu in California. Um, and three hours later, another boat alarmed or set an alarm when they saw the boat drifting and a child was asleep on board. And um, after searching for the body and after an interview with a four-year-old, which I'm sure was super difficult, um, they ended up finding her a, a body and it was identified to be Naya. And um, as a mom, this one hurt. Um, it's just a super of sad course. story. Yeah. For sure. And it's hard to speculate exactly what happened. Um, not best case scenario, but it could have been a situation where the kid fell in or they were out swimming and the currents got kind of heavy and then she had enough strength to muster up to save her kid but couldn't save herself. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a super sad situation. Yeah, that one was really sad for me. Yeah. Like what you said, especially as a mom, because it's like the child is only four and I guess one of the issues they were having is, okay, well, they're just four years old. Do they really know what happened? Are they really telling the truth? Because some of them are saying, like, because the child is four, you know, everything that they say may not be admissible in court, which I think yeah. is ridiculous because every child matures different. Mm -hmm. So I feel like yeah, every I child is saying, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was thinking about this, you know, you don't really remember things when you're, from, when you're four years old. I feel like this is like really traumatic and he's always going to remember this like this is I mean he might not remember it 100% in detail but like he's always going to think about that when he grows up so yeah. hopefully he gets some help and now you know his dad I think I saw the dad make a statement he's just like this is his worst nightmare just because like his son doesn't have a mom and he now has to take care of a four-year-old without a mom it's really sad. It is sad. They said they found her on the anniversary of her her co-actor. Yeah, of um, yeah. Glee Castle. Yeah. Um, and it's, that's super eerie and a weird coincidence yeah. that it happened at this, like, around the same time, mm -hmm. which raises yeah. even more of, like, what the hell? Super weird. And then it, like, do you think it's harder, and I guess this is a 
terrible question to ask, but do you think it's harder to raise a child without their mom or to raise a child without their dad? I, I, I mean, I'm not a mom, but from the women that I've seen that are single moms, like, I feel like they've had hard situations and I feel like women are just more nurturing and they have an easier time doing it without that, the dad. And I feel like men are not like that just because it's just like, a, there's a huge difference between men and women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I feel like women were created, were like, strong beings all like all together but i feel like our core is you know nurturing and caring and that loving and i guess some people say like the dads are more like the playmates the protectors and stuff like that but i really do feel like the mom is like the heartbeat of you know of the child so i feel like literally like we carried you for nine months like it's just off top Mm -hmm. a different bond a different connection (laughs) so RIP men. Um, I wanted to get the sad stuff out of the way um, in the beginning. So, yeah. Um, I feel that Florida and Georgia are the two states that are wilding when it comes to this COVID shit, but (laughs) Georgia Governor Brian Kemp is suing Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms for her mask mandate and how? How sway? I just, I, I don't understand. Like, it's wild to me that wearing a mask or taking safety precautions to not catch a fucking virus has now become like a political statement. It's really wild. Well, I guess a lot of people are saying that they're a little bit confused by her timing because I guess her family members and herself, I don't know if it was herself or her family members. um, Yeah, was it her or her family? I don't remember. I I guess. I guess like her timing was like, I guess questionable. I guess that's what caused everyone. And then, I don't know. Just reading the headlines itself of him suing her just doesn't even make sense. It's like a civil war in the state. Uh, but <laughs> it's I like said, a political. It it is. But like we said this when it was a when um Stacey Abrams was going up against Kemp. Like the city of Atlanta is really completely different from the entire state of Georgia and um bruv it's retarded and then it's like i just think that this is just him flexing his male ego like you're not about to make a decision inside of my state (laughs) if i say that there's not supposed to be a mandate then we're not gonna have a mandate we're not gonna have curfews and we need to get this economy going so do you feel like if she was this is just like a devil's advocate question do you feel like if she was a white male do you think he would be suing her or do you feel like it's solely based off gender race you know what if, I mean? like, if she was a white male I don't think that she would have did the uh, mandate to even begin with <laughs> like okay. I, I don't like I think that they would have been more in cahoots on what the decision would have been as far as the state as a whole and whether Atlanta would be a part of whatever his decision was mm-hmm. um But she made a statement on Instagram on Saturday um, saying, in addition to being sued over a mask mandate and voluntary um, advisory guidelines on COVID-19, Governor Kemp has asked for an emergency injunction to restrain me from ensuing press press statements and speaking to the press. Far more have been sacrificed too much. What? Far more have been sacrificed too much more for me to be silent. So I think that she's doubling down, which I hope so, because like, 
again, Atlanta is highly populated. Um, we obviously have no kind of restraint because niggas was inside of a club sw sw swimming pool last week partying like there's not COVID. So, <laughs> so as a mayor, like if you have to make a decision to try to help out the city, then do it. And it's like it's not that hard to put on a mask. Like I don't, I don't think it's that big. Of a thing. But how do you think? Um, how do y'all feel with COVID? Are y'all pro the mask? Are y'all pro the curfews? How are you feeling about these vaccines? What are your thoughts? Well, I definitely think that curfews are. I don't know. I don't see the point of them just because everybody is out working during the hours, uh, during the day, and stuff <laughs> like that. So nobody's gonna. Nobody is doing anything from 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. Like. I mean, I guess I understand when it comes to bars because I see in Florida that was a problem. So they closed down all the bars in Florida, but now they're getting mad at the restaurants because like the restaurants are basically acting like the bars because people, since there's no bars open, people are going to restaurants to drink instead. Um, now, as far as the mask, everybody should wear a mask. Like, I don't understand why it's such a big deal that, you know, you, you have to wear a mask. People yeah. feel like it's their freedom being taken away. Okay, well, I mean, if you feel like you don't want to wear a mask and don't go out, don't go into that restaurant, don't go into Target, wherever you're trying to go, because that's just the rules. Like, I've heard of people, and I feel bad for people working at Target or Walmart or whatever. Like, people are literally dying because the workers are telling you you have to wear a mask, and then people are refusing to wear a mask. And talking to the manager like it's the manager's fault. No, it's the state of Florida that <laughs> you have to wear a mask. The government so, said. And heard, yeah, and I've heard of like, you know, those few stories from earlier, like two months ago. And I think one recently, again, somebody died over like a whole mask, uh, you know, situation. It was and, like an altercation? Yeah, like it was, you know, somebody uh, wasn't wearing a mask and uh, another person said something to them and then it turned into something else that shouldn't have, something violent. So, yeah, but, and I was actually reading about the vaccines um, today and they, what they're basically doing is that they're, um, the vaccine, it creates more protein in your body. So you have the antibodies so it could fight off the virus. And um, they're in phase one right now, and they're going to phase two. Um, but it's, they did say a lot of people are getting symptoms like headaches, uh, fatigue, just like cold, cold symptoms. And then phase three is going to be rolling out. I don't know when. And the, they're thinking in the next uh, few months, and they're going to test it on 30,000 people, um, supposedly. And I will hopefully, not yeah, <laughs> either. You can follow up though if you want to be helpful to the community. But they, <laughs> but they um, they're going to keep watch on everybody who has taken the vaccine, they say, for like the next year or so. So I'm guessing like by 2022, hopefully there's something out. But I'm not going to be taking a vaccine, trust me on that. <laughs> I'm just super skeptical about the testing. I'm super skeptical about the vaccines. I don't. I don't want y'all tracking me. I don't want y'all to come knocking at at, at my door like, "Hey, remember that test you took and you tested positive? Yeah, we're here to collect like your whole well, body." Speaking <laughs> of testing, like it's really bad in Florida. Like how many tests are messed up? Like Troy was just telling me to uh, someone I was working had to get tested twelve times because you know you're supposed you're supposed to come back to work with two negatives. And so she tested positive first, then she tested negative, 
so you need two negatives. And then she tested again, she positive again. So she had to do that 12 times before she got two negatives. So, and she kept going wow. to the same testing center, like go somewhere else. But you know, this whole thing, how like they messed up over 60,000 tests and, um, you know, all these things about uh, people being marked positive when they're not, it's just really sketchy and, and 60,000 you know, is a significant ass number. When I talk about 60 tests, y'all y'all just inaccurately tested positive 60,000 people. That's wild. Yeah. And then Trump just said, uh, the Trump, Trump administration just announced that they want the next um, budget for this whole crisis. They're going to reduce the testing by like billions of dollars. Like all the money that they were spending towards testing because you know i don't know what why they want to do that i really don't understand i got nothing it's retarded well i would just say if you're not going to take a test which i'm not if you're not going to take a vaccine which i'm not at least do the bare minimum to try to keep yourself and those around you safe wear a fucking mask um, try to practice so, social distancing. I was listening to a doctor and he was saying social distancing really does work because to catch COVID, it takes like 40 droplets of whatever, like 40 droplets of like spit or snot or whatever to really infect a person. So if you're keeping social distance, it's hard to get those 40 drops. So just do that, please. And thank you. Arlene, do you have anything to say as it pertains to COVID? Yeah, I saw in the news that this, I think, either dim or someone in our chat dropped it or maybe it wasn't even our group chat but someone dropped that um this 30 year old went to a party and the, the person who hosted the party tested was already positive and everyone knew it and they went to the party anyway and that girl ended up dying so i guess what? like one of her last words she was telling the nurse um oh i made a mistake and the nurse was like what are you talking about and she said oh, i went to a party and we all knew that the host was positive and we we're like, okay, well, if we wear masks, we should be fine. So she ended up dying. I don't know how, but she was only 30. Did now she wear 30, a mask? I'm like, she said she was wearing a mask, but I don't know like the full details, but yeah, it was just one of those. <laughs> yeah. So this I'm is like, like one of those COVID parties because I've been hearing of something called COVID parties where people go and like, oh, I don't know. It on That's just ignorant. <laughs> I, I saw yeah. a similar situation where it was a guy who was like very vocal on um, social media about how he's not wearing a mask, how he doesn't believe in COVID. Fast forward a couple weeks later, he caught COVID and died. <laughs> so like, it's obviously real. Um, so, so just take precaution. And me and my husband ended up having a conversation the other day and like, he acts like he's nonchalant and like he doesn't have feelings, but when he does feel like he's deep in them, and I feel like the COVID making a second wave, and he read the um, CDC said that the fall and winter of 2020 is going to be like some of the hardest and darkest days just because of the cases and the deaths and people not working and stuff. Like it's really affecting him. And he feels that I don't, I'm not affected enough. And it's like, I care and I want to be cautious, but like, what can I, like, I don't have a lab. I'm not a scientist. Like, I can't create the fucking cure. Like, <laughs> like I care, but I can't, I don't want to allow myself to start being sad and depressed over the fact that the pandemic is, like, real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so 
be safe, guys, and don't go to any COVID parties. And please practice social distancing. Wash your hands. Wash your hands for 20 seconds. Oh, right? my hand's ashy. <laughs> <laughs> we can't see it. We can't see it. All right. So Nick Cannon is fired from Viacom um, following anti-Semitic remarks on his podcast when he was interviewing former public enemy rapper Professor Griff. Um, he spoke on basically the two-minute clip that I did see. I didn't see the full thing because they took it down. But in the two-minute clip, he spoke about how the non-melanated peoples, as he called them, um, back in the day went into the Caucasus Mountains. And after some time, um, they developed a fear or a non-understanding of the melanated peoples. And over generations, that fear and misunderstanding of the melanated peoples, aka Black folks, um, has led to them acting in evil or barbaric ways. Um, he quotes, they're the ones that are actually closer to animals. Uh, they're the ones that are actually the true savages. Um, initially following the backlash and him being fired, um, the black community stood in solidarity with him and they had his back. And then they quickly took it back when he apologized, essentially. Um, the tweet apology was, first and foremost, I extend my deepest and most sincere apologies to my Jewish sisters and brothers for the hurtful and divisive words that came out of my mouth. During my interview with Richard Griffin, they reinforced the worst stereotypes of a proud and magnificent people, and I feel ashamed of the uninformed and naive place that these words came from. The video of this interview has since been removed, hence why I didn't see the whole thing. Uh, while the Jewish experience encompasses more than 5,000 years and there is so much I have yet to learn, I have had at least a minor history lesson over the past few days. And to say that it is an eye-opening, or to say that it is eye-opening would be a vast understatement. I want to express my gratitude to the rabbis, community leaders, and institutions who reached out to me to help enlighten me instead of chastising me. I want to assure my Jewish friends, new and old, that this is only the beginning of my education. I am committed to deeper connections, more profound learning, and strengthening the bond between our two cultures today and every day going forward. What, are, what, what do we think about Sir Nick Cannon? Well, I think that what he said was, you know, obviously wrong. Um, you know, his words did hurt a lot of people. You know, Jewish people are, uh, you know, their religion, their, their, you know, it's, it's in the history. But I feel like his apology was very sincere. Like, he truly regrets what he said. And, like, he just wasn't educated on the issue. And he had to be educated on it. Um, now, I don't understand why is it that the Black community decided to, like, cancel him after he apologized like what was the reason they feel like he he backpedaled like they they feel mm. and, and they whoever they is and black <laughs> twitter is a mess but um <laughs> but they felt like maybe he should have doubled down on it um arlene <laughs> what do you think um, me personally i kind of want to hear exactly what he yeah. said i do feel like the, the apology that you just read out was sincere like what jim said it sounds like a sincere apology but um i don't know i saw a, i think it was lebron james or Dwayne wade maybe Dwayne wade i think oh, wait, he it was tweeted, wade. Yeah, yeah he tweeted oh yeah i'm with nick cannon and oh no i'm not with nick cannon because i don't stand for any hatred so if, you know if he was making mm -hmm. hateful remarks towards Jewish people and I don't agree with that. Yeah. So I just kind of want to know the context of what he said and specifically what he said. Um, but if he felt in his heart that it was needed to apologize, 
I feel like the apology was sincere, but um, you know, you can't you can't please the dog, no. the hog, and the pig. You can't please everybody. Someone's and always like he's getting his job back, you know, for him apologizing. So they're acting like he's gonna get his job back from for a while and out and all of that. Right. So I think, yeah, he suffered consequences. I mean, he he has consequences that uh, have happened, and he's just trying to become a better person. I think it's a two-part thing. Like, I agree with Arlene. Like, again, I didn't see the full interview because he took it down. I only saw the two-minute clip. And I think the broader conversation is, like, um, Black people, color, people of color and their relationship with white people. Like, on one hand, it's like, okay, like, what do we learn in school? Like, we learn about colonialism, which is a nice word to put on a lot of the shit that that these explorers did when they found mm -hmm. these on these places we um, learn about slavery we learn about Jim Crow days where they literally hung people and like the whole town is outside smiling and fucking taking pictures like what what do we call that because that's not nice like it's not good behavior and that is the legacy that white America has left now on the flip side of that that's not every white person. And I don't subscribe to the theory of like, all white people are evil or all white people are devils. So to group everybody in that one thing is wrong, right? And I think that um, if he was making anti-Semitic remarks, I wanna hear those because I do know that he made a comment of um, black Americans or just black people are descendants of the original 12, 12 tribes of Israel, which is a completely different topic, a completely different combo. So if him now saying that Black people are descendants of the Israelites and that's the anti-Semitic remark, then I don't know about that. But if he was saying hateful things about the Jewish community, then an apology would be warranted, I feel. Yeah, right. I agree. I agree yeah. with that. I'm just kind of tired. I think we talked about it with the cancel culture because everyone's like, oh, cancel Nick Cannon. I'm like, why are we canceling Nick Cannon? Nobody cancels anybody 100%. The cancel culture is so full of crap. Like, uh, people say they cancel people, but they forget about it for a month and then they're off to them again. What's that? Yeah, in two weeks, we'll be talking about something completely different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But Nick Cannon. I I applaud his hustle because I feel like every TV show I turn on, whether it's Fox or ABC or yeah. whatever network, I feel like he's hosting. He yep. is a hustler, <laughs> and I feel like we're gonna see him again very soon. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, he's uh, he's gonna be on that show, The Masked Singer. So it was supposed to come out like later this year, but they postponed it until twenty twenty one. Um, I'm sure it was because of what happened, but yeah, he still has that. Um, and then speaking of Nick Cannon, so he had a friend that died today from suicide and, um, he kind of like, when he made the post on Instagram about his friend, he kind of like said, in the, the context of his words already is like, he's been thinking suicidal thoughts as well. So he said, after waking up and barely rising from my own dark contemplation of continuing my physical existence on this planet, this powerful warrior actually had the balls to do it. His friend. Did Cannon say that about his friend? 
he he posted that he was talking about his friend's suicide and then he wrote that in his caption like saying he was contemplating ending his life and his friend actually had the power to do it and that's a whole mental health situation yeah. conversation that's like a whole mental health situation which i feel like all these celebrities and with tamar braxton mm-hmm. um it's like these celebrities it's like you look at them and you put them on a pedestal but they're really going through it's not just a celebrity thing but they really need to increase the mental health awareness and talks for celebrities and for just the black community in general so Mm -hmm. for him to even tweet that or post that wherever he posted that like he needs i hope that his family members will intervene and you know Mm -hmm. help him with whatever he's going through And that just just shows you how, like, how disgusting social media is because, like, a lot of the mental health things that these celebrities are going through are amplified because they have thousands and millions of people tweeting them responses to whatever they're doing. And it's it's just too much. And then the fact that he felt like he needed to post that on social media in addition to all of the backlash that he's been getting amidst the comments or whatever it's just wild <laughs> we need yeah. to put the damn phones down it's it's, it's a hot mess mm-hmm. um charlamagne the god said um as it pertains to nick he said listen nick is my guy i hate it had to be him but that's what you can do when you have the power and if there's one thing jewish people have showed us is that they have power um this was during a broadcast on on breakfast club he said i can't wait until the day black people are able to fire people who say things about us we deem to be racist we can barely get cops fired for actually killing us so that was a response to everything happening with nick Uh, mm -mm. (laughs) it is what it is but um Nick has lawyer money, Nick has connections, Nick made a very sincere apology, even if Viacom did not hire him back for Wildin' Out or these other shows he's doing, I'm sure that he has investments mm-hmm. elsewhere, so he's going to be straight either way, yeah. um, and this doesn't necessarily pertain to Nick Cannon, but this is just in general, I feel that um, as people of color become more enlightened and more educated on what our lineage is or what our history is beyond slavery, because that's what they like to start us at, um, we shouldn't be silenced when we choose to speak on it or if we choose to speak on that truth. And as long as it's not being hateful, (laughs) then let us be. So that's what I have to say about that. Um, So... Tory Lanez and Meg The Stallion. Oh, <laughs> they have Let me been. Get my wine. <laughs> they have been in headlines heavy this week, um, following Tory's concealed weapon arrest after shots were fired outside of a Hollywood Hills residence. Um, as the story developed, we learned that Megan was treated for injuries when everything first started to hit headlines. Um, Meg posted, she said, the narrative that is being reported about Sunday morning's events are inaccurate and I'd like to set the record straight. On Sunday morning, I suffered gunshot wounds as a result of a crime that was committed against me and was done with intention to physically harm me. I was never arrested. The police officers drove me to the hospital where I underwent surgery to remove the bullets. I'm incredibly grateful to be alive and that I'm expected to make a full recovery. 
but it was important for me to clarify the details about this traumatic night. I'm currently focused on my recovery so I can return back to my life and back to making music as soon as possible. Um, at a, a, a couple of days later, we then learned that Tori Lanes actually was the one to shoot her in the foot, apparently twice after an argument, allegedly, we don't know, but. Well, I heard there's a video out actually, and you can see what's happening in the video. Oh, and you, you it, can see him shooting her? Yeah, like you could, it was, so it was her and her friend and him, mm -hmm. and they got into some kind of argument, I'm guessing. I mean, I don't really know what the argument would be, but from what I feel is like probably Meg and Tori had something going on and there you know how men get crazy when you know somebody rejects them or something like that I'm not saying all men but it is a known thing that how people lash out after uh, being rejected or whatever it is um so I mean for him to go that far and shoot at Megan the Stallion is incredibly up and he should be completely canceled like his career needs to end right now like his career is done um t-pain just like said that he's not gonna release a song they had like together he was gonna release it and then he kind of like was like no um and also he only got charged for like having a gun on yeah. him and i guess like he has a he's not supposed to have a gun because he's a fallen um but i mean megan should really look into pressing other kind of charges like that's kind of like attempted i wouldn't say attempted murder but like he was attempting to harm her assault so with a deadly he, weapon right <laughs> yeah sure. so yeah so he's not he hasn't gotten that charge so but i mean i'm sure we'll hear more things once that whole investigation is fully done because he's gonna say he accidentally what they speculate is that he's gonna say he accidentally like shot her mm -hmm. but not from what it looks like in the video and that's not going to hold up either because he's not supposed to have a gun to even fucking begin with. So regardless, he's going to have a charge. Mm. I don't know. Right, but it'll be probation and stuff. But I mean, I really hope that people like understand like he like said a violent act towards Megan, a woman. And God knows what it was the argument the argument was about. But like you shouldn't be shooting someone over an argument. <laughs> especially, like especially like you're a whole man out here. Yeah. I just hope that she stands firm with pressing charges and that she doesn't you know that he doesn't maybe sweet talk his way to her or whatever the case is i really hope because she's been kind of tiptoeing around everything like the way she's posting and tweeting it's like all these mysteries and i didn't know there was a video drop i have to go look at it but yeah. i feel like she's not saying 100 percent what happened i hope that she's not gonna double back and just say it was accidental or whatever the case is so i hope that she stands firm with pressing charges and um also it's like i would assume that she was in the front seat because weren't they like dating or are they not dating or were they not they were in a, in entanglement? Car, so they were both in the back seat yeah probably so i'm like if he shot her in the foot it's kind of like an awkward you know, you're in the back seat. It's kind of like, how did you? What were you aiming at? Was she getting out and running away? And you shot her in the foot, running away. Or I have to watch the video, but whatever the case is, what he did is unacceptable. Whether it was him showing off his gun or whatever the case is, he needs to go to jail and whatever punishment he deserves. I didn't know that he wasn't supposed to have the gun, but 
that's the king's thing he's he's wrong on all fronts and it's messed up because like the situation is serious but like the memes have been like the memes is going to turn any serious situation into a comedy like <laughs> like the memes have been ridiculous but in response oh, to five three and like 120 yeah <laughs> what was it again so they like i guess a, a picture got leaked of this mugshot or i think his license or something and it says he's five three and 120 pounds that's so everybody was roasting him. Everybody was roasting him because of like nobody really knew, I guess, how small he is. <laughs> um, but in response to all of the memes and the jokes and the lighthearted um, conversation amongst the event, um, Megan said, "Black women are so unprotected, and we hold so many things in to protect feelings of others without considering our own. It might be funny to y'all on the internet, and just another messy topic for y'all to talk about." But this is my real life and I'm real life hurt and traumatized. I think that's women in general. Like we were speaking on this earlier about another topic, but like, I think we've been so desensitized to dealing with the fragile male ego and them saying dumb shit and acting dumb and apologizing about it later. Or even if we don't accept it, we're, it doesn't, we don't, we don't react as seriously as we may in some situations. And I, I don't know if it's us being desensitized to it. I don't know if us, if it's us being compassionate and not wanting to ruin a person's life off of what we think is just one mistake. But if a bad deed or a bad behavior goes on without being punished, then when are they ever going to learn? Mm -hmm. Right, and I've been seeing like nasty tweets. I just saw a video earlier of people saying like, oh, we're shooting hot girls this summer and like just really nasty things that is just ridiculous i can't believe people say things like that it's ridiculous um everything's alleged but um according to dime there's a video where we see tori acting a hot ass mess shooting meg in the foot so we'll see how this plays out hopefully um he does have to have some kind of consequences for his actions because it's not okay I wonder what Beyonce is thinking. I'm sorry. This is still <laughs> on topic. Because she just did a song with her. And you know, Beyonce don't like messy situa situations. Right. She picks and chooses who she collabs with. You know, she rarely does collaborations. So I just wonder if she's right. just sitting back, you know, in her robe, like, oh, wow, look at this. <laughs> no, she, this no, she definitely probably called Megan up and was like, Megan, what's happening? I think too, like Megan has been Megan since like Megan has been very active on social media, ass out twerking, partying, like so I feel like Beyonce knows <laughs> the energy. Yeah, no, she definitely knows. Yes. And, like, <laughs> and then also shot in the foot, goddamn, like and then also T Pain had posted saying I guess he was about to drop a song with Tory Lanez and he was like, Dang, should I drop it or not? Yeah, let it settle down, yeah. let it fizzle down. Yeah, it'll probably accidentally leak at some point by accident, you know. So, yeah. we'll see. Um, speaking of leaking and accidents, um, Dim, would you like to be our insider when it comes to Mr. Kanye West? <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. actually happening. So Kanye actually hosted a presidential rally today in South Carolina, <laughs> like a whole rally. Um, and from what I, um, and I was just reading about this right before we came on here, um, there was only a hundred people in the room. So let me read to you guys this um, 
this caption of this girl I found on Instagram who was actually there. She said, um, do not under any or any circumstance vote for this man. He is not stable. The entire experience was extremely unsettling. There were a hundred people in the room, no mic. We weren't allowed to make a sound while he spoke and he said or he said he would go. Kanye enthusiastically changed his mind about everything. Under his presidency, plan B and abortions would become a hundred percent illegal. When a girl talks about her abortion on stage, Kanye said he would he would use other nations to offer a million dollars to every pregnant woman so she wouldn't have to abort it. Interesting, Kanye. He kept he wept while telling us that he almost aborted his child with Kim, but he realized he didn't have the authority to touch God's creation. He told us that Harriet Tubman didn't actually free the slaves. Joe sold them to work with for other white people. Um, so yeah, there's a whole video of people that were there recording the rally. Uh, he said that Harriet Tubman didn't free the slaves, that she just gave them to other masters, other white people. And then he, uh, there's a video of him getting very emotional. He said that his dad wanted to abort him and his mom didn't. And she chose to kept her, keep him, which is nice. So that's why he was saying which that. Which is nice. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, so she kept him. Thanks. He's like anti-abortion. Like, you know, he's not pro-choice. He, yeah. he. He, you know, he, um, sorry, not anti-abortion, but like he, um, yeah, anti-abortion. So, and then he started crying because he said that he almost aborted North. And he, you know, of course, Kim was not going to let him do that. But I mean, I don't understand like how, honestly, as she, Kim, as um, she's his wife, like how she's letting him like, just go out on mentally unstable. Like he's taking meds, but I don't know if these meds are working to be honest. And I really feel like a divorce is coming on soon with the way that he's acting. And I think he needs whatever he's doing right now for his mental health is I don't feel like it might it's not working. Like he needs something else. Well, I don't know what that is because I'm not a therapist or anything like that. Um and I don't want this to sound wrong because I mean I do have a lot of friends that deal with like bipolar or like you know borderline personality disorder and things like such as him um so it just like 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 that girl said in her instagram post he kept backtracking so he said he was anti-abortion and somebody said something about her abortion story and then he's like okay i would still keep abortion legal and safe if i was president no yeah this is a this is a sticky situation it's a sticky situation because his wife is doing everything opposite of him mm, we see yeah. her doing her behind the scenes releasing people from prison people of color for petty crimes marijuana we like the petty shit mm. oh sorry i don't know if you can curse but yeah it's like the petty curse. crime <laughs> <laughs> and um you know we see her you know doing her little lawyer stuff behind the scenes for people of color so for him to come out there and be like, you know, according to your your story here is Harriet Tubman didn't release the slaves. And it's like, how do you, and I heard he wanted to name his party birthday party. There's something not right in his mentality. And I feel like it happened after his mom passed away, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. His music changed, his vibes changed, his energy changed, his facial expressions on pictures changed, his weight changed. He gained a lot of weight over the past couple of years. And I really do feel like mental health is like the same common denominator for him as well. 
Kim Kardashian is doing like it's like they live in two separate houses. Like they don't talk about what's going right. on. They probably do. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I just feel like since she's so passionate about all these other things, like her brand, uh, getting people out of prison, like. I don't know how their relationship is. Like, she should be more passionate about, like, finding, like, good, stable, like, mental health solutions for him. Because he said that he was taking meds. He was off the meds. I don't know if he's taking them right now. He wraps it up with, like, his songs, like, his um, bipolar. And he was off the meds and, and then got back on to them again. So I don't know what he's doing right now, why he feels like he it's time. Like, we're in freaking about to be in August and the election's in November. I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't, she, and I can't believe he actually had a rally. That's insane. I wouldn't be surprised if this is just all a stunt. If he has like a project coming out or something, like who knows? But I do know that like he cannot and should not be in any type of position of power because he's obviously unstable. How do how do you how do you get up in front of a group of people and say that Harriet Tubman did not free the slaves right. and gave them to other white people? And that slavery isn't was a choice or some old. Well, people are already making justifications for him. Like they're saying that's the crazy part. (laughs) Like uh, I just saw this tweet saying like, oh, you know what Kanye meant was that, and I feel like people do this with Kanye a lot. Like you know, he'll say something crazy, and then people like try to explain it to. They try to make it like a profound thing. Yeah, because I feel like Kanye's like this guy like that says all this deep shit. And then they have to explain it to normal people or whatever you want to say. And he was like, oh, what he meant was that, um, you know, black people are now like controlled by the government. Like what he meant was like, you know, Harriet Tubman did a free slave. Like the government is these other people. Kanye, what the, like, what would you have preferred Harriet to do? Like how, when he says things like this, like that, like what would you have preferred to happen? Like, and, and I don't know, I feel like, you know how inside of those like supernatural movies when people go into another realm, like they have to have like an anchor, which is like this, 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 this object or a picture or something they look at to like remind them, oh shit, like I'm not really inside of the real world. He needs an anchor, but I feel like he doesn't have any. I feel like his mom was like his last thing to kind of keep him grounded, to keep him normal. And when he lost her, and he elevated into these different groups of people and this different tax bracket. He just has never been able to get it together. And he does need help. I just don't know what that looks like or what that should be. Right. And, yeah. and one, I, yeah, like one thing I want to say is like, I always see like people like blaming the Kardashians or blaming like Kim. That's really unhealthy for people to like blame these women for these unstable ass men. Mm-hmm. Like he was unstable before he married Kim why and obviously it didn't um you know his switch didn't flip until a certain moment in his life uh when something traumatic happened but like you can't go around blaming like these women saying oh it's the kardashian curse and blah 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 and with like the same thing with lamar odom like it's not their fault that they got with these men like that these men are their husbands and like you know that's their choice they love that person but like don't say that it's okay he's messed up now because he's married to Kim like I would say the only thing that the Kardashians do play a part in which is not their fault because you know what you're getting into dating these women is that whatever skeletons you have inside of your closet they're going to be exposed they're going to be amplified because they're the fucking Kardashians they're on tv they document everything like 
Amer like like the paparazzi are obsessed. So whatever you have going on, because they're looking at them, they they're gonna see you too. So mm -hmm. you know, is is I I don't believe in the Kardashian thing. Well, I feel like um, do you guys feel like Kim Kardashian is obligated to make a statement or obligated to release a statement on her stance in reference to Kanye West and his breakdown? Uh, well, she's already said that, like, they have really opposite um, political views on everything. She's made a comment about that before, but she shed because, I mean, she's Kim Kardashian, and a lot of people um, look up to her, and, like, everybody knows who the Kardashians is, so I feel she is obligated to say something. And also, she, she feels like she's obligated when Taylor Swift is calling her man out, so why can't you say something about uh, Kanye now with his whole freaking rage or whatever he's going through right now. So if you can do it for Taylor Swift and when she's talking shit about him, then you can go ahead and do it now when honestly the world is like thinking he's a clown. I just don't think celebrities are obligated to do shit. Like I, I don't, I don't like that we put them on these pedestals. Which I guess they put. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't like that we put them on these pedestals and we demand them to to um, speak on things. Um, the only reason I would want Kim to say something or why she probably does is just to be, be clear, like, hey, just to be clear, that's his views and that's what he thinks, but this is me over here. And she knew the same way that he knew what he was getting into marrying Kim and, and the type of spotlight that brings, she knew that she was dealing with an unstable ass creature. So I don't know. Well, um, have you guys, do you guys watch The Bachelor, like The Bachelor, right? Like, you know that show, right? Oh, okay, well, you'd love magic. Okay, well, <laughs> well, I feel like, no, I feel, okay, so this, one of the, um, that last, um, two seasons, like, Bachelor, and her boyfriend, or fiance, actually, he, um, when this whole, um, uh, Black Lives Matter movement was happening, uh, for a few weeks now, um, he posted that, he cares about Black Lives Matter, but also that he stands with his Blue Lives Matter movement as well. Like, he stands for both. And people were, like, coming for her and, like, you know, this is your fiancé. You need to address the situation. And, like, because she was the bachelorette and she picked them. And she went on a podcast with um So the, bachelor's, the bachelorette has only had one Black uh, female lead ever. And so she has her own podcast and she went on there to talk about everything. And, you know, she said that they've been having conversations like her and her fiance because she's all about Black Lives Matter. She never said anything about Blue Lives Matter. But he did. He, she got backlash over it. So I feel like it's a situation like that. Like, you know, I, and I, I mean, I think Kim needs to take this into consideration because now this woman, the one who used to be the bachelorette, she... I think they like they broke up and called off their engagement because they haven't been posting each other at all uh, for like a month now, ever since this whole thing went down with the Blue Lives Matter post. So I feel like Kim needs to be aware of what her husband's saying. Like, but people don't hold her, uh, you know, they're not, they don't hold her accountable like that, like how they held this woman. And then, too, like, am I wrong for feeling like, I, don't, I just don't believe that any of these celebrity relationships be, like, real for real. Like, at least not, like, a bachelor. <laughs> like, I don't, like, did y'all really have, like, a strong connection where you were going to live ha 
happily ever after. Kim is a little different, but maybe not so much because even in those situations, I think it stops becoming a love marriage thing and more of like a business agreement or this is for the look or this is for the uh-huh. kids. But we, we, we not really together for real. Mm, I see what you mean. So I don't know. Well, I won't be voting for Kanye. Um, Kanye's arch nemesis, Drake, I'm just joking. I don't know if they're arch <laughs> But him and Khaled drop a two-piece for the summer, Grease and Pop Star. And God damn it, I don't think Drake is ever going to be stopped. This man is going to be 40 putting out hits. Yeah. Yeah. No, He's talented. Sure. He's always at the top, consistent. He never takes off. Like, never. I, yeah, I've been listening to him since sounds great when his first <laughs> mixtape came out best I ever had like he has never stopped you know how like Beyonce stops like for like three years and then she comes in I don't know where Drake doesn't do that like he's always at the top indeed indeed um in other news and music Chris Brown drops the visual for go crazy and I feel like every time I watch a Chris Brown video (laughs) I just want to break out and like choreograph dance with like me and my girls in the middle I really I feel like I told y'all this before Growing up, I watched Honey, and I watched You Got Served, and shit. I literally thought in, like, um, and what's that Julia Stiles movie? Save the Last Dance. Last Dance. I swore that me and my girls were going to go out to the club, and we were just going to break out in this, like, choreographed dance. Everybody was like, oh, they killing it. It's not really like that. But Chris Brown makes me go back to those feelings. <laughs> I love it. All right, well, so, I wonder, did they film this during COVID, like, this video? It looked like it was at his house, probably. Yeah, there was every, everybody was all on top of each other, half naked, so whatever. <laughs> they probably had the um, little thermostat to take in temperatures before they let the butt naked ladies in to dance in the pool. So as long as they were taking precautions and everybody tested negative for COVID, it's fine. Um, anything else this week that, that'll caught your eye? Um, well, I don't know if you, I sent it to you on Instagram, The Handmaid's Tale, season four trailer drums. I didn't even watch the um, last season. I was like, I don't feel like crying. I cannot get to where what she's like called? this close to escaping and then she goes back. I can't do it anymore. The Handmaid's Tale. Have you seen it early? The Handmaid's the Tale? Tale? You know she doesn't have Hulu, that's why. Handmaid's Tale. Just Disney <laughs> Plus or Netflix. show ever like you cry every episode it's so bad oh, it's emotionally I, draining 2020 mm-hmm. is emotional draining enough <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, good i don't point. need anything additional good point all right well that wraps it up for what did i think about this week on to introspective moment introspective moments with nina All right, people. So I wanted introspective moments this week to be girl talk because we do that every day anyway. So why not record it? Um, Just talking about like love and relationships and how love can make you do crazy things. And um, last week on introspective moment or not last week, but my last episode, we kind of broke down the August Alcina interview and more so about the mental health and trauma dealing or trauma healing aspect of it. But of course we talked about the Jada Pinkett Smith relationship. This week we're gonna talk about the fact that Jada then came back and called it an entanglement. 
And um, not only did she call it an entanglement, but uh, August Alsina came and released a track with Rick Ross entitled Entanglement. And as much as I want to be team August, like my guy, my goodness. So did you listen to it? I did. Rick Ross, I, I, I like Rick Ross's part. I, I love Rick Ross and I feel like that's I'm the only reason why I listen to that's it. That's the only reason why I really listen to it. And I just am mad that he did it on the entanglement song. <laughs> if this could have been his own shit, it would have been better. But ladies, how do how do we feel about Jada referring to okay, well let's start here. Do we believe in a such thing as an entanglement? Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's just, it's just another. It's just another word for a for a situationship. It just sounds better. Yeah. Let me go ahead and get the definition. Let's be accurate here. It says a complicated or compromising relationship or situation, romantic entanglements, involvements, or complication, mix-up, or an adventure. And I feel like Jada was on an adventure. That was mm -hmm. One hell of an adventure, and it blew up. <laughs> I don't know what happened, why it blew up now, or well, it's because August spilled the tea. That's why he spilled yeah. all of it, the whole bottle. Um, I just feel like I was on his side. I was listening to his album. I was like, oh my god, August! Oh my god, yes! Like, let your love out. Let us know what's going on. Give us the tea, you know. <laughs> And then he started like posting little comments here and there. And I was like, no, no, just like the Matt Caddy. Drop the interview. Yeah, like that petty caddy he like it was just too much. And and then the song, like I said, I only listened to it because Rick Ross was on it. But you know, I a lot of people are upset because he's trying to capitalize off um the situation, but he's saying he was blackballed because um, people started hating on him, saying that he was a homewrecker between Will Smith and Jada. So I guess when he came out with the interview, he kind of wanted to re-clear his name and, you know, unhomewreck his, you know, reputation. So I feel like after the interview, he should have left it the way it was, you know, and I don't know like all the comments and all the slick stuff he was saying was just too much you already dropped the interview just let awesome. us ride out with your album and you know we'll settle in <laughs> it's just all too much what are what are your thoughts on um just the way that jada and will handle or maneuver through their marriage like will said something along the lines of he was like um Basically, it's, it's, it's dope to be in a situation where you're allowed to make mistakes without the risk of losing your family in a sense of like, you're obviously not happy. I decided to marry you. I said that I would love you through anything. So if you need to go off and, and, and have a fling, then I'm still going to love you and we'll get back together and, 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 and we'll work through it. I have not reached that level of maturity or, 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 or I, I don't know if I will ever. I don't, I don't think that's what it was though. Like, I think they just, they did separate at one point. And, you know, some people want to say that you can't, that it's cheating if you go and have a relationship or whatever when you're separated, but like you're not fully divorced. But that's not really like reality. That is what happens. I mean, from what I've, 
um, scene is that when people do get separated, they go off and do all these other things. So I'm sure Will Smith was doing uh, stuff too. He, For he sure. Because he didn't have someone like August talking about it. So that's the only reason this is a conversation is because August brought it up. But I think they truly were separated going through a hard time and they had to figure some things out and then they finally came back together to a marriage that uh, I guess they both understand. We might not get it, but they do. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think I could ever. But I want to reach that that on that level of enlightenment at some point, but I don't know. I what saw- do you think about it, Arlene? <laughs> 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 I feel like I can't judge from the outside looking in. It seems like Will and Jada have had their little stories leaking that they're in an open relationship. And I feel like Will was probably okay with it up until August opened his mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little bit confused with like the family photos. Like there were pictures of all of them together, like one big Brady bunch of a family. And I was a little bit confused. I'm like, okay, were they entangling in these pictures? Was this pre-entanglement or after? Like, what are we doing here? But, um, yeah, I don't, (laughs) I feel like he was sick of her ignoring him. And I didn't really like their interview. I didn't like how they were making a joke of it. I feel like his interview was sincere and he got to the point of hurt. And I feel like in their interview, they made it more of a, let's just touch its surface level. Let's not get too deep. And I feel like Will possibly wanted to get a little bit deeper than Jada. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. They always, it seemed like they always had an open relationship. It just happened that this partner, which is August, was sick of being put in the pocket. And he opened the can of worms. I saw a, um, I saw a tweet by uh, Jeff Chank. Um, he said, y'all ever notice the relationship is at stake only when the female is is unhappy, but y'all not ready to talk about that, though. And I feel like, yeah, <laughs> and it's messed up, but it's true. Like, oh, you're, you're not happy. Guess what? You're going to have to deal with it. Or like, I don't know. I think even in Will's situation, like, he just looked like, I'm so over this shit, like, already, like, throughout the whole interview, like, I felt bad because even he was like, I broke up with you or we separated because you weren't happy and I was tired of trying to make you happy. Well, now he's a meme. I love the memes that they made on the video. They're really funny. Yeah, Will looks looked tired he looked exhausted like he ran a mile plus 200 that that part um so i have another tweet until i put a ring on your finger this is a man saying this um until i put a ring on your finger your financial burden remains entirely your responsibility not mine any help i render is from the good of my heart it was never and isn't your right not an obligation for me some women think because they look good men owe them money at Prince Official. I mean, why would he, did he feel like he wanted to see that was like that was a random spot in his head? I don't know. I just randomly happened upon it. I, I, oh. I think that he's speaking on um, 
the hot girls and like the city girls of oh, today, yeah. where you're like, um, to you're like sweetie. Yeah, like you are. You have to drop a check. You have to drop a bag before we can even entangle. Uh, <laughs> I don't think wrong with what those girls are saying. Like men put women through a lot of crap, and also women do too. But I feel like. I was just, okay, so one of my friends was had, like, horrible, horrible relationships, and she just said, like, you know, at this point, I wouldn't marry, marry like, an old rich guy, and, like, I wouldn't care if he cheats on me, because, like, regular ass broke guys are doing the same thing to her. So it's, like, you know, like, the way, like, she's just, like, so spread that, and it's kind of sad that she feels that way, but that's reality. Like, and that's why you got to get some money. I don't know, you don't have to be married in order for you to be paying for some of this stuff. I think I, I agree. Like, like you're not obligated to keep a certain lifestyle for me. Like, you're not obligated. However, there is a certain standard. Like, I think that men have gotten off of the train of, like, courting or of, like, actually working for the girl like they just think that it's supposed to come easy so I mean I'm not mad at us demanding some things up front but I'm also not for the obligation of like oh to even talk right. to me you gotta buy me a Birkin bag like, right. if you can't buy it yourself like it shouldn't be an obligation for the other person <laughs> just saying um this conversation was really supposed to be about acrimony and how we felt that Taraji was wild, but like it was justified. And <laughs> it was a situation. Not, not the killing though, spoilers. No, the killing was like, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's where she was out of pocket. But I totally understand her outrage. Like I sat here all these years and supported you day in and day out and worked two jobs and lost sleep. And you gonna just go give this bitch my whole, like everything you told me that you were supposed to give me? The yeah. yacht, I was through. I, I, I flipped the table when I saw the yacht. Yeah. Yeah. And I that, thought a lot of women go through that, so, like, that same situation. Do you think yeah, that no, she should have waited just, like, one one more week before listening to her sisters? <laughs> she She waited. She gave him the majority of her life. Yes. She couldn't have kids and then what killed me was when uh, the lady said she was with child. In the court I, was, I looked at her, I was like, Ooh. that look, I just I was like, Oh my god. She would have been snatched. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially since she like drove into them in the R V and lost like why she couldn't get pregnant anymore. Of that. Mary, you might have I to edit this. Um, just give me one second. You guys can keep okay. going. <laughs> the house is apparently falling apart. One moment. <laughs> but I just felt yeah. like her, her doing that and like getting into a rage to where she drove her truck into the RV. Like, oh. like no man should ever drive you into insanity. Like, like, like we can get close to it, but to the point where you're driving your car into a whole house. <laughs> or, oh, I remember the therapist was like, you know, I think you have, like, I think it was like borderline personality disorder. Mm -hmm. That's what she like diagnosed her with. But I guess it was like that whole situation. Like, I mean, so she's definitely freaking crazy. Super, super crazy. Uh, 
don't know. I, I just feel like when I watch these love stories, I just get too like in the movie and I'm like, oh, I feel like yeah. <laughs> arguing with Jude over things that he has nothing to do with. <laughs> so did you, I just did you watch the movie with him? No, but I told him about it. And um, he just looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, if you ever think <laughs> that you're just about to leave me and get somebody else, da, 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 you got another thing coming. Oh, my God. I think that I've already proven to him that I'm like borderline psycho, like, like, like very thin line. So he knows. <laughs> he knows. Oh, my God. Troy got hella into the movie. Like, he loved it. He showed it to his friend last night. So he was thinking about <laughs> it. <laughs> he said he loves that part, you know, when she like when he's like saying like he's not leaving the house and she takes her cigarette and she goes, You know me, you know I can be the motherfucking devil. No, that part so Taraji plays distressed, crazy woman so well, it's scary. Like like she plays it too good. Yeah, she's so good. She's so good. Did well, you watch Fatal Affair? I don't. I am watching it tonight. Um, I hear it's kind of cheesy and trash where you're <laughs> without, without any spoilers. I haven't seen it yet. Maybe oh, okay. I'll watch it okay. Well, um, that pretty much wraps up what did I think about this week. I'm so appreciative that you all came to Arlene's about to walk into the frame right now as I'm closing. <laughs> <laughs> but Arlene, I was um, just kind of Sorry. wrapping it up and saying that I appreciate y'all for staying up past your bedtime and recording with me finally. Um, um, so everybody listening, please be sure to subscribe and rate and comment and all that good stuff on what did I think about this week. As I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, if you have not already gone to otsguys.com to check out the plethora of podcasts, make sure you do that as well. We have something for everybody. Uh, we are streaming live on Six Families Radio. Um, we have hip hop music, we have music, we have shows, we have content. Literally, we got a little bit of something for everybody. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to what did I think about this week. Peace. Mm -hmm.